Hello and welcome to Pals Pulls for April 27th, 2023. The last Pals Pulls of the month. Would you look at that? April really flew by. I am your host, Sean, joined today by Kale. What's up, hot dogs? And Tyler. Deep, 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 uh, no Marco. He is uh, busy putting out fires. So, so uh, to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you guys didn't not know, Marco, yet, not literally. Marco's job outside of this is fire, fire, firefighter. Um, so the weird thing is, he's not sanctioned by the fire department. No, 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 no. He just I mean, shows up. That's he, what stresses me out. The, the, no, the worst part though is that he shows up and he just puts on boxing gloves. I'm like, bro, you're not even. That's not what Man. this job. It, uh, it's like I'm a volunteer firefighter. I'm like, buddy, <laughs> you can't just put water on boxing gloves. That's not how it works. He thought he was like some kind of water fighting type Pokemon. Like, no. I, I mean, listen, we all, that's what we all want to be. True. It's a good, it's a good type. Well, there may not be four pals here, but we do have four books to read. We've got uh, Sins of Sinister Dominion. Mm. So we are finally at the end of the Sins of Sinister event. Let us all rejoice. Regardless of our thoughts about this issue, which we'll be talking about momentarily, we're out. Oh, we're in the clear. Yes. How much longer does Gillen have in uh, in the universe? <laughs> uh, indefinite amount so far. I don't Ooh. know. But you want to know what? This is not anything to do with me, I promise. But look at my copy of Dominion. Wait, you see what? You see the, that? The spine got blown out? Bro, I was reading it, and the middle the middle part just came up. Wow. I mean, these, they're just out. Much like the yeah. event, it fell apart at the seams. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a joke there yeah. somewhere. And I'm I was glad, trying uh, to find it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've also got Green Arrow, number one, the big relaunch. Uh, Unstoppable Doom Patrol, number two, which nice won nice. the listener poll. And, you know, someone was mad about that. And that someone happens to not be here. So I wonder. Oh, weird. <laughs> Hang on. Let me, let me, see, if he, let me see if he'll uh, talk to us. Nothing. Oh. Nope. Oh, wow. Big shock. Uh, and then we've also got World Tree number one. Uh, this was oh boy delayed and resolicited uh, for issues at the printer, I believe. Issues with the print of it. Um, but it's out now, so we'll be talking about that. But let's kick things off with Sins of Sinister Dominion number one. This big, juicy finale. To the Sins of Sinister event, this is written by Kieran Gillen with art by Paco Medina and Lucas Wernick. Uh, colors by Brian Valenza. Um, letters by Clayton Cowles. So a very, very familiar creative theme at this point. Uh, Dominion takes place across the 1,000 year-ish of the Sins of Sinister era. And then it flashes back or returns as everybody anticipated, as of course it can only end one way. It returns back to the main timeline um, and shows us the aftermath. My thoughts on this event can be summed up this way. I was so, so happy when we got away from year 1000 whatever and return to year zero 
and the moments before Sins of Sinister actually began and resumed with that. So happy. You were happy to go back to Judgment Day? <laughs> yep. I would rather do Judgment Day over and over again than Sins of Sinister. Yeah. Have a real Groundhog Day of a Judgment Day. Well, think about this. The events of Sins of Sinister only matter in the quote-unquote present moment, right? Everything else that happened, yeah, it happened, but it's essentially fiction. It's fiction that informs the behaviors and actions of about three people that are currently present in Krakoa. So that means that everything that we saw, eh, who cares? Who cares? It yeah. really felt like uh, me. I, it, it, it reminded me a lot of a DC moving offices event. Yeah. Like, oh, we need to put something out there. We need filler. Uh, can we do something that we can sell as an event uh, that really won't mean much by the end? It was what? Nine. About 11 issues altogether, right? Bookended something issues like and the nine in the middle. <laughs> yeah, um, that sounds right. 11 issues of getting back to square one and, and reintroducing a character from Hotspox. Like, of utter nonsense. I believe Drek is a good word for it, right? You know, I it's weird because I also didn't not enjoy this issue. I did not not enjoy this issue. I enjoyed aspects of this. I did. Um, I liked seeing... Sinister get his comeuppance. But it wasn't as sweet as I thought it would be. And I'm not sure why that is. I really like, I mean, we got Rasputin. She's here. Big spoiler. That was the question is, how how are they going to get Rasputin into, you know, mainline stories? And they they, they managed a way to do that. Um, although I'm not, maybe this is just my ignorance. I don't even know how they pulled that off. I can kind of get an I, I kind of got an idea how they did it. Okay. That heart thing, that magical device Mother Righteous uh, made was a virus that somehow sent codes to make her mm-hmm. from the future. It, it's the most wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey bullshit uh, I've seen in a comic in a while. I, you know what? I wouldn't even get that. Don't, <laughs> don't you dare Doctor Who this. Oh yeah, that's offensive to the your it's, side. Of the it's worse. It's worse. There was a point where I was reading this that I put my iPad down. I looked at my wife and I said, "I don't think I'm a fan of Karen Gillan anymore." <laughs> and and what'd she say? I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you having a conversation <laughs> with me? Damn. <laughs> but I. At least uh, in my mind, it wasn't clear how she's how she's here. Mm. I'm glad she is. Yeah. Um, they serve Sinister up. Plans have failed for him. He's he's you know he's failed, and the biggest lesson that he learns from though all those years of the sins of Sinister era is that he's not worth anything. That's his takeaway. And. Good. You're right. You are right, Sinister. 
You're absolutely correct. And I'm so glad you know that. But the question in my mind is, was it satisfying? Did we go through all of this stuff for all these months to feel good when Sinister goes down? No, Do you guys because, feel good? No, because I felt like he had a bit of a redemption in towards the end there, sort of, relatively. He realized, like, oh, it's not me. I, I, I'm I, not the one that's going to be able to become this Dominion. Um, we learned that some other Sinister was able to do it. Um, but he, he kind of has a bit of a face turn towards the end, or he's on the precipice of it, and then it just it fizzles out, and we throw him in the Krakosi. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Uh, no, nothing felt good. None of it felt good. <laughs> I... I think I disagree that he had a face turn. Uh, I don't think he did. I think he was on his way there. I don't think it would have mattered. I don't Fair. think he would have had one. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, man, I'm just the right the. I don't. What was the question? <laughs> Did it feel good? No, your, it didn't feel good. Your brain good. broke from this, I think. You had, yeah. Do you, did it feel good to see Sinister get his comeuppance? The only... No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Listen, great podcasting, Kale. <laughs> it, it, it feels horrible because, first of all, it wasn't anyone that we are ultimately caring about that beat him. Storm yep. didn't beat him. Professor X didn't beat him. Kitty didn't beat him. You know, no one that we really love was the one that beat Sinister. And on top of that fact, <laughs> there's still several more obnoxious, annoying Sinisters that are running around doing yeah. whatever they were doing before. Yeah, because That's not true. only was this event fan fiction, the characters that were in it are still out there. Right. It's still real. We still have to put up with this bullshit. Well, don't worry, Kale. We got plenty of Immortal X-Men coming up. Not me. I'm fucking done. I will say that one part that, that did, uh, I did give me a groan was, uh, it's, it's Rasputin kind of makes herself known to the rest of the X-Men and, you know, earth, you know, our prime earth or whatever. And Kitty, uh, sorry, cat, Cat Catherine Pride, I think she goes by Catherine now. Um, hey, she looks Kate? at Rasputin and says, yeah. uh, uh, "I don't know who you are, but I I have to say I'm loving this whole look. The sinister accessory is fire." Like, <laughs> I, mm, I for me it was. That, I say that occasionally. I say stuff is fire occasionally. Uh, present day Kitty Pride would not. I don't think. I. It's been so long. I don't even know who the character is anymore. Here in ten minutes, she's about to be a ninja. She's not even a pirate anymore. I think she's an that's space, another. Yeah. That's another thing. It's like we've been gone from the characters that we care about for <laughs> so long. Seeing them was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Like it. It, it was, and and I enjoyed that part, but. 
there was a comment from Philosopher King, escaping the sins of sinister timeline is like the breath of fresh air you take after your friend farts in your car and you just roll down the window. Like, it's a breath of fresh air, but But what I just endured to breathe this air now, I have scars still. You know, I missed these characters. Seeing the giant Professor X head in this in this comic book didn't do anything for me. I Jason Aaron just fuck? did that in Avengers too with the Doom Doom Planet. Like it's just it's a trope at this point. What happened? What what the hell was that? I think that was e- uh, ego, but sinisterized. It, it was Professor X. Well, controlling it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know what to make of that. I, I like when creators, you know, take chances and do weird stuff and get crazy. Um, but I feel like this was only that. And, the you know, Sinister is just not a character that I have compassion for. So Much building a whole yeah. event around him doesn't work for me. I liked Iron Fire here. The Magneto well, helmet th- was cool. Yeah, that was sick. I, well, I think-, I think of him again. No, I'm getting normalized after this. After today, I'm normalized. He's showing up in X Men Red. Um, but Not for me, like there are cool bits in here. There's like, there's like, it's just like putting sprinkles on shit. Like I love sprinkles, and I love little pops of, of you know, little sugar like, head on it. But yeah, like yeah, dude, it's a superhero comic. Of course, there were cool moments in oh, there, yeah. like. I'm I'm trying to give it some praise, Kale. I'm trying. Why? I'm trying. It's not good. <laughs> the art's good. I think the Lucas Wernick art is good. Yeah. I think I think Lucas Wernick has come away come a, a long way since the the Trials of Magneto, um, book with no Magneto in it. Um, yeah. A lot less, you know, copied and pasted pages than I I don't I don't notice those anymore. So. I agree on the art front. I think the art's real good. I'm I, I, the last thing I really want to say is that Kieran Gillen succeeded at one thing, like bigger than anything else for me in this particular issue, and that was getting that was the twist of the Mother Righteous twist, where she also knows everything that she was able to send a message back to herself, and so now. This mother righteous that we're seeing at the end here has all the knowledge of what happened. The implication is that she is the sinister that reaches dominion. But we don't know that. That yeah. that's not necessarily true. I feel like that's gonna be one of those plot threads we will never get the conclusion to. It doesn't matter what the answer is. It doesn't, yeah. And now we've lost, you know, four council members. Hope is gone, or yeah, hope is gone. Emma's gone. Exodus is gone, and Professor Xavier is gone. What? Okay. Hope is probably the most important mutant as far as the function of mutant kind on Krakoa goes. So how can you just get rid of her like this? I get the threat. I totally get the threat. But no one talked about that. Like, what happened? Like, it's the, you know, ending on a cliffhanger, I get that. But that decision was just made. 
Like, it was just, this is what we must do. That's it. Book close. So, I don't know. Because at the moment, they don't have, again, they don't have anyone else to cover the resurrections, right? Like, hope Uh, is the linchpin. I believe that there are people that can boost powers as well, because hope's there to boost the powers of the, I think, like, sync might even be able to be filled in here. I think Sync is the is the only one I can think of that has performed Hope's function. Yeah. So maybe. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. And I am compelled to see what comes next. But it's mostly because I'm ready to move on from Sins of Sinister. And that's what we're gonna do. Uh as a uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm reading some of the comments too. Uh ridiculous thoughts is more confused than ever about Moira now. Um and Roboter says technically Moira, Moira should still be dead and is a good human friend. I don't know who this mutant hater that wears her skin is. I want to be done with Moira. So bad. So bad. I love yeah. I love Krakoa. I love its foundations with Moira. Moira should have died with Hickman. I agree. I agree. I'm so done. Yeah. I'm gonna say that this is the only issue that you pretty much need to see okay. if you care about the way things are going to be going. Um my wrap up conclusion of Sins of Sinister is you do not have to read this event. I don't feel like there's anything that happened outside of this one comic that you have to read. And that is the biggest failing of this event. Whether you liked it or not, the biggest failing of this event is that only the last issue is actually relevant. Because in a week, two, three weeks, knowing how all of the things like went is not going to be relevant. All you need to know is Rasputin is here. Mother Righteous knows everything. The four four members of the council are gone, and Sinister's in the Krakusi. That's all you need to know. Oh, That's it. <laughs> That's it. Some amount of people know the future. Big and, deal. And, and something tells me that we're going to get a recap in the, in the next issue of Immortal X-Men. Just for the truth. Of course. It would make sense. Yeah. Of course. This story's going to directly transition into Immortal X-Men. Yeah. This shit ain't over. And frank, frankly, I hope it comes up with a better explanation than this entire event did. Me too, brother. It's a, it's a pass for me. Gail, what is it for you? Are you pulling? Don't waste your fucking time. You're pulling Don't your waste my, episode, stop you're wasting my time. You're receding my hairline. <laughs> All right. Let's move forward and uh, let's talk about some new beginnings on tap, we have Green Arrow, number one. Uh, this is by Joshua Williamson, Sean Isaacs, or Isaac? Isaacs? I believe it's Isaacs. Yeah. Uh, with colors by Romulo Fajardo Jr. Letters by Troy Pateri. Now, I will tell you right up front, I got no familiarity with Green Arrow, really. I watched one season of the show. It didn't take for me. And I think this is the first comic green arrow comic book that I've ever purchased. 
so that's where you, I'm coming yeah. from. I was going to ask you that when he showed the the books off. Uh, it's just the way you were holding it felt off to me. Like, yeah. well, like I don't know how to hold a Green Arrow comic specifically. I'm just saying, I felt I felt an unfamiliarity between you and the comic. That's what. I, that's what well, I you didn't say. pull it from your quiver. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. Ay, ay, ay. Only a real Green Arrow fan would, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm curious to see what you think thought of this because I, okay. I, I think. I think it is, Kale, it's understood that Green Arrow is the best comic book archer out there. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. 1,000%. And it's coming yeah. from a Marvel head like me. Um, I was excited for this, and I think I was uh, pleasantly surprised by it. But I'm, I'm more interested to, to hear what you think, Sean. Well, I don't like any comic book archers. And Ooh, okay. uh, this one only has comic book archers. And Black Canary, who I do like, actually. Um, I did not really care a lot for this. Um, I didn't... I just didn't connect. It felt like... if This arc is called Reunion, right? And a lot of Green Arrow fans are really excited. It felt like a lot of this was about reuniting the family and getting the, the group back together and seeing what you know Roy Harper's up to and seeing what yeah. Connor Hawk is up to and all that good stuff which is great if you care about these characters but I don't um but that's fine because I can move past that if the story's there the problem is that this issue is built on a very specific moment it all it all leads to a very specific moment where we learn the identity of this Cheshire Cat character. And we learn, should I say it? I mean, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. it's, yeah. it's full old news. Hold on, where's my spoiler alert thing? Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the daughter of, of Roy Harper, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And when that was revealed and she, like, jumps into his arms or whatever... I literally laughed. I literally laughed out loud. It felt so forced. Why? Yeah. Oh no. Or it felt that, I'm sorry, it felt bad. It did if, not it did not feel good. If you look at it, if you look at it, it goes from her saying I'll see I'll see you guys later to hit to to them clocking her. So across one, two, three, four pages, you you go from them having a conversation to her in his arms. He just knew that was his daughter, even though he hasn't seen her since she was five years old, just because they were talking. Yeah. What? What do you mean? It's, yeah. It's not, it's not just because he hasn't seen her since she was five years old. She was dead and she came back unknown through some kind of crisis event. And like he came back from a crisis event, too. And like he just knew his daughter was back. Um, but he could never find her, and this is like I, I like that reunion part because it's it's they tease like all right, well we know this is Leanne, it's gonna be this this whole thing where you know like she you know they don't know who she is, it's, you know will they won't they and they just like nope we're gonna do the in, the intro right now we're getting this out of the way. I enjoyed that. Um, and it's and it's weird seeing Roy Harper in a happy moment. Because my boy has been taking L's since Cry for Justice, even before mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. So it was almost cathartic for me. I'm like, all right, Roy, fi- finally something good gets to happen for Roy. Uh, and I was happy to see that. And I, and I liked how Connor was around, too. 
Um, I I enjoyed this issue. I liked how it really was kind of getting all the disparate Green Arrow chess pieces that are been it, Green Arrow and the Green Arrow family have been fodder for DC events for years now. Um, someone's killed, someone's you know maimed, somebody has a drug addiction. It's just like they're never happy. You know, Ollie and and Dinah get separated. So kind of seeing that in this, even only even though it was only temporary, uh, was was nice to see. It it felt the whole issue felt uh, forced. It yep. felt you know like you say, putting the chess pieces on the board, but in in such a deliberate and uh, obvious way that it just I, I felt the green arrow charm I yeah. do think Williamson can have a um, a good green arrow uh, uh, voice and that leads me to believe he could probably write green arrow well but this issue was not it in my head it just feels like the issue needed to do this to be able to have a better run going forward. Like I agree. I'd However, rather them do this right out of the gate rather than, you know, I tear us along, mm, you know, for it. Mm -mm, not me. This is the shit I hate in the first issue. This was one of those rare times in comics where I felt like I was reading something that just strictly was not for me. That like that this had no intention at all of pulling me in. There's an effort made to describe who all these characters are, and that's perfectly fine. But what this issue is about is it hinges so much on you caring that it either works on that level or it just, to me, it falls apart. The fact that I laughed at seeing the reunion between a father and daughter, that tells me that for someone who's not in on this, this is a little corny. Like it, something didn't yeah. function for me to have that reaction. You I'm not a little, heartless person, you, you know. Were like, like that little girl should have stayed dead. Not at all. I didn't even know. I didn't even know she was. I thought. I thought. I actually thought that they were uh, separated through some other means. You guys saying she was dead. I. I didn't even. Maybe they said it in the book, and I. I glanced over that, but I didn't even know that. They so show her, they show her dead on the the gurney at the, at the morgue. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, but <laughs> I, I had no idea that uh, that uh, she was dead. And then everything happens so fast. Yeah, you don't live with a single moment. Like, br let the book breathe. Kale, is my timeline right? Um, she dies. Roy gets back into drugs. Then he swings a dead cat in the alley. Right. Then he loses an arm. Is that the Trajectory of Roy. That sounds right. Yeah. It sounds right. I agree. This is, yeah, that this, sounds right. Yeah, I agree. This this was a fan service issue. Um, which, which is weird. Like, I have not read a lot of Green Arrow. I, my, my Green Arrow uh, uh, knowledge really comes from just enjoying the character and his, and his appearances in, in bigger events. Um, but even I was, like, into, into the fan service in this. I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's go. I also I read this like, after uh, I read um, Dominion, so maybe well, that helped. 
yeah. I a page of actual plot is not a good issue of a comic book. Mm. But you know Did what? You like the uh, chainsaw arrow? Uh, yeah, it was cool. But again, Tyler, it's a superhero comic book. Like, there's gonna be cool shit. I like his robot arm too. Like, come on. You know what I liked uh, was the art, dude. Sean Isaac. Sean Isaacs. Yeah, very, yeah. very good. Sean Isaac did some uh, Avengers stuff for Marvel. It was like um, there was a couple of series of like Avengers mini series or max series. Um, there was one where like Beyonder had a daughter. Um, it was like when Hercules was on. It was recently. Sean Isaacs is good. He worked on Champions as well, I believe. Um, under underappreciated. Yeah, Atomic Hound says, I appreciate the perspective, but this is the best I've felt about Green Arrow in 15 years, maybe more. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes all the sense in the world. That's what I meant. Like, I'm pretty sure that if you're a fan of Green Arrow, then this is a comic that works for you on every level. And that Tyler's right. This needed to be the way it is so that fans of, of the character come into it and they go, wow, he's back. Yes. I totally get that, but it is alienating for somebody that's not in on that. And I feel like the failings of the technical aspects are more glaring if you don't care already about what's here. Like this is a win for, for a Green Arrow fan just off the strength of the fact that it's Green Arrow and everybody else. But if you're not, it has to work a little bit harder. And I don't think that it, it it reaches that point, at least not for me. It didn't reach it for me, and I am a Green Arrow fan. There you go. Um, I like I said earlier, I I really like Williamson's voice for yeah. Green Arrow, uh, but the, uh, the technical issues, you know, like Sean said, were uh, a miss. Does me. the the prospect of Green Arrow and Leanne Harper in a future alien world nope interest you at all no okay oh really what's the green arrow what is that yeah that will look pretty cool uh, of course tyler <laughs> <laughs> i'm feeling good today i think i'm just feeling good. optimistic and positive today look that's great and i'm happy for anybody that enjoyed this book and 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 i think that you know I think it's great whenever Marvel and DC try to service a fan base that's feeling underappreciated. That is mm. awesome. I get on here to say what I think about a book, and this just didn't click for me, unfortunately. But I'm glad it worked for others. And again, the Sean Isaacs art is very good. I enjoyed it. I, I do think once we're past this issue... I think this will pick up because, you know, like I said, I, I think this was a uh, putting the pieces on the board yeah. issue yeah. because it's been so long and the continuity has been so weird with green arrow and his entire cast for a little while now. Um, so uh, I think going forward, this will be good. So I'm going to say pull. 
despite it not working for me, I'm going to say Pulp. Uh, I'm going to say Pulp if you care about Green Arrow. That's uh, I don't think if you do, if you don't care about him, I don't know how this works. But if you care, give it a shot. Yeah, it's a pull for me. I had I had fun. I'm pretty excited. Great creative team in general. Yeah. So yeah. You, know, you can expect I would expect quality to come out of this, regardless of how I feel about this first one. I'm just not coming back because I don't care about Green Arrow. So we hope that you guys care about us. And if you do, there are some ways that you can show us love and support. The best way to do that is over on patreon.com slash the comics pals. We have a ton of things on offer over there. If you want to show your support and show us love for what we do here, we're giving you lots of great content over there. Uh, We've got an exclusive show called palling around that you can check out. You get to vote in our book club poll. Uh, the Lazarus Book Club will actually be out this Tuesday. Uh, that was voted on by the listeners. And I have a sneaking suspicion that when I get to pick again, that when I get to put a book up on the poll again, that I already know what I'll be choosing. Hmm. I wonder if anything in the in the Discord, which you should join, would have influenced that. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So... Lots of cool stuff on our Patreon page. Uh, A newsletter as well. You get a nickname and a shout-out on the main show, which is every single Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. You can watch that live on YouTube and Twitch. If you want to watch this show live, you can do that every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Kale, you look absolutely perplexed. What the hell happened in the Discord? (laughs) (laughs) It's not as wild as you think it is. No, there's oh, just a conversation. Oh, I have no doubt about that. <laughs> there's just been some campaigning for a specific book in the Discord. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. So if you guys want to hear what book it is, come come join the Discord and come uh, come hang out. Kale's going to have to do a dive to find out. And it's his Discord. Um, He's not going to do it. I guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Kale is going to do, though? That damn backflip. We haven't forgotten. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that alone. It. We'll leave that alone, but we have it's coming. It's coming. I did. I'm. I. I. uh, uh, Just a little update. I did my first uh, backward roll a week and a half ago, and my shoulder still hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Unreal. And if you are watching us live, do please leave a like on the video or a Twitch sub. Those things help us out a lot. Amazon Prime subscription makes your Twitch Prime sub cost you nothing. Let's talk about Unstoppable Doom Patrol, number two, which won the listener poll, much to the chagrin of Marco. But he ain't here, so we don't care. It beat Action Um, Comics. Like, that's that's a big deal. That's a feat. Yeah. Are the Superman books going down a little bit? Not Action. I think Action. Well. Action usually wins. The, the the argument could be made. Yeah. yeah well, I'll we'll have to see. Fair enough. Uh, this is by Dennis Culver on the words, Chris Burnham on the art, Brian Reber on colors, and Pat Brousseau doing the letters. We, the three of us, really enjoyed the first issue 
mm-hmm. of Unstoppable Doom Patrol. So, Kale, my question is, did this one continue the momentum that started from issue one? Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it less than issue one, but I think this um, continues the status quo for the Doom Patrol in uh, in that it shows what is being built. And it feels like what is being built is genuinely DC's answer to the actual X-Men. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm not mad about it. Because I think it's weird and I like it. It it feels like a Wolverine in the X-Men era X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I love this. I thought it was great. The amount of uh it, it's a bit of a you know, I know a Green Arrow was fan service. This was even more so. Uh, it was like, hey, you remember all those Doom Patrol characters you liked who maybe showed up for like two issues or three issues? Yeah, they're all here. Flex and Tallow's here. Uh, Socks, which is the cat of Casey Brink, who became sentient, and then she slept with her cat. Um, he is here. What? Um, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a Gerard way. Um, yeah, Socks is in this. Uh, um, uh, Willoughby is in this too. Um, who's great in the Doom Patrol TV show. Um, yeah, I thought this was great. There's one thing comics that will always sucker me into an issue. And the Fantastic Four is known for this, but it's a building bisection. Oh, if you cut yeah. a building in half and you show me all the levels and where everything oh, is yeah. and where everyone's rooms are, I eat that shit up. And I'm not talking about yeah. like the Hickman floor plan shit. Like I want it no, no, literally no, 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 cut no, no, no. in half, like a yep. cake of comic book goodness. Uh, and this did that. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was great. I'm, I'm in on this. This is a good book. Yeah. Unstoppable Doom Patrol is a good book. Um, it's only going to be six issues. And I actually think that that is a good thing. Because it gives Dennis Culver a set amount of issues, without likely without fear of cancellation, sure. to tell a very specific story. And... If people are here for it, and if the word of mouth is good enough, then we can get more. Mm. But rest assured that Doom Patrol is a book you should probably be buying. Um, it's weird. It is weird. But I think I think that the charm of it and the fact that it is fun <laughs> offsets, not offsets, but it makes the weirdness easier to tolerate if that would normally bother you. I don't like to read a lot of weird stuff. Um, Offbeat books like this generally don't work, but the script is so good and the art is Chris Burnham that I'm like, you know what? I'm actually, I mess with this and I'm finding myself caring. Like, I'm like, damn, I can't believe Jane's not here. All this stuff that's going on yeah. with Jane, this sucks, but it sucks in a in a way that like I care about it. Even that one bit where, you know, uh, Cliff is visiting uh, Dorothy Spinner's grave, yeah. you know, um, that kind of hit for me like that. That was a big yeah. deal. And you can kind of see like and then you see like all the old Doom Patrol cast and their old costumes in the background. Yeah. Um, I love how it, it, it this is just not embarrassed about its history. Mm-hmm. Like Doom yeah. Patrol is weird. It's a weird book. But I think that I think that the success of the show, three seasons of a Doom Patrol show um is proof that like sometimes weird, goofy comic books is are what people want. And this is kind of leaning into it, which I like. And Chris Burnham on art is like, that's the artist you get for a weird book. 
All right. Well, we got a highlighted message on Switch, and there is an obligation here to read it. And so Kale's going to do that now. <laughs> you want to talk about weird. This uh, this Murphy, uh, this uh, message was sent in by Matthew Peel Murphy. He says, Tyler sounds too eager about that woman sleeping with her sentient cat. All right. Come on, meow. I mean, oh, shit. Horrible and disgusting. Do you want to know what else was disgusting? The worm. Unrelated to Tyler's interests. Jerry. Oh. Jerry was <laughs> oh, horrified. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know my friend Jerry? <laughs> Do you know my friend Jerry? Oh, boy. It's funny because I, I went to Jerry Ryan, who's 7 of 9 in uh, Star Trek. Yes, I went, yes. no, I don't think she's not horrifying at all. She's <laughs> the hottest person on the planet. The person with uh, <laughs> multidimensional beings in their head. Yeah, I feel yeah. like uh, 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 the uh, only way to get this point across is to show the page. Like, go buy the comic. It's a great comic. I'm showing the page. This is Jerry. Now, Jerry is a person or a group of people in one body that have multiple heads that all look the same popping out of the original head. And the ear length is different and the eyes are different. It's just... It's like very it. disturbing and creepy. It looks like they're sprouting out of the head. And it. Uh, when I saw it, I had to put the book down because it's just absolutely <laughs> disgusting. And, and if that attracts you, then this is a book that's absolutely worth your, your dollar. Four bucks. This is a good book. Great book. Matt thought that was a Jerry Springer reference, Sean. But oh, rest in peace, Jerry. Springer. Rest in peace to the the guy who just retired. Like, come on, dude. That's what happens after you retire. I guess so. Yeah, he should have kept it going. Yeah. Mediating mediating all those fights kept him uh, youthful and rejuvenated. I bet. Yeah. Yep. Just like doing those uncensored uh, pay per view shows. All right. Save anyway. that for uh, save that for pound round. Um. Yeah. Top to top it off, Ooh. everything else that was good about this, right? To top it off, we get Peacemaker, yeah, not John Cena, which a lot of the books have you know sort of fiddled with, and I think the incoming um, the incoming uh, Peacemaker can do no wrong book is probably going to lean into the John Cena stuff heavy, but this one feels like it's inspired by that, but it's not that. And I had fun with this version of Peacemaker. I like that he pops up every now and then. So I like the bit where uh, Peacemaker says, "That's why. I, that's exactly why I don't go to therapy." Like, yeah. <laughs> Dennis Culver's talented. Yeah, I'm enjoying enjoying this a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, likewise. Um, I also really enjoyed the uh, the worm guy exploding. Yeah. That was a lot Man, of fun and a more, really... more children dying. That Sean's like, yeah, I'm for it. Stay dead. Yo, this has to stop. First of <laughs> all, we're monetized, okay. Second of all, I love the kids, so don't Wait, even put that out mm, there. That's worse. Oh my god! <laughs> you guys are not gonna do me like this, all right? It's too late. Right. You're doing it yourself. Uh, well, let's talk about let's a cherry this... book instead. <laughs> let's take the spotlight off me. Let's talk quickly about uh, the Chris Burnham art, okay. which I have loved Burnham's work. I mean, it's been well over a decade now. You go back to 
uh, some of that Batman stuff, which was fantastic. Um, and it somehow for me feels like it's better now. I agree. I think before it used to be like a, a grosser quietly. Um, yes. that's, but that's there's the a, thing. Yeah. There's a cartooniness to it that he's leaning into now. Yeah. Um, that I enjoy a lot. Yeah. I'm, it, it, it is, it's less dirty, more cartoony, but it still has that scratchy look to the lines. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Awesome stuff all around. This is an easy pull. Easy pull. Yep. Pick of the week for me. There. No matter what Marco says. Ooh, pick of the week for me. Yep. Okay. All right. Leaves one one for Sean, so I'm interested to hear what this is about. Well, that would be World Tree. That would indeed be oh, World I Tree. Know why this is your pick of the week. W zero R L D T R three three is Did my Marco pick here? of the is, week. Did Marco show up? I heard binary. <laughs> this this is by a creative team that is very familiar. James Tinian. Art by Fernando Blanco with colors by Jordi Belair. Uh letters by Aditya Bidikar. Now uh, other than the Fernando Blanco art, that's the creative team behind uh, Nice House, I think. So uh, I know Jordy was on it, and I believe yeah, Bidikar was Bidicar on it. Bidikar sounds right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So really a familiar creative team who are used to working with each other. Um, I think that shows a lot in the quality of this book, but let's talk about it. World Tree is a new horror book coming from Tinian's brain, the brain of Tinian, through Image. And it is about the undernet. We've got the internet. There's also the undernet. And there's something really sinister and horrific about the undernet. And something that is causing people that see images from it, I assume, to have some sort of psychotic break that makes them vulnerable. And there are people that are taking advantage of that through murder. And so it, it combines, like, just the raw horror, physical violence that you would be expecting to see in a slasher film mm. with some of the more, like, technolo technology-based, scientific-based horror that you could expect from something like a Black Mirror, just off the top of my head. And it's an interesting fusion. Um, what sells it for me, though, I think, is... The fact that, A, it feels like an established world in which there is some history here that we're going to need to learn about. But also, Tinian pulls no punches. You got people getting completely eviscerated in this comic book. And the moment where they get neuralized, where they get shown that phone, and, they, and they're like, ah, and they, they have this weird digital freakout, and then they die, um, that was all brilliant and great. And it looked cool too. This is a little rough for me. I gotta say, really, I, I don't. I don't mean that. Like, I, I think the book's fine. Um, it, it's it's specifically like like so. The premise really is because uh, Tinian's thirty five. I'm thirty. Sean, we're all around the same same age. Um, so it's an age where we had a specific view of the internet. I would say, uh, coming up and palling around. You should you know subscribe to the Patreon if you want to know our thoughts on the internet. Um, but. The the idea that, you know, like I was a kid that I was a, a high schooler that was on 4chan all the time. I saw some shit online. Yeah. 
And the idea that Tinian's positing here is that, you know, like we early internet, you've seen shit. I've seen horrible things, but I can just get rid of them because they were so quick. I can see them. I can, and then I can just put it away, you know, knock that out of my brain. Um, but what if you could weaponize that? What if you could weaponize the images online um, that we would normally just wipe away? And instead it becomes a thing that influences people in, in more ways than the internet actually can right now. Um, and it's just like, to be serious here, you know, like be living in Buffalo during a particularly, uh, interesting time, uh, and then seeing a guy live streaming him mass murdering people. I was like, all right, this is, uh, a little, this, this hits a little close to home here. Why um, I love it, Tyler. That's, uh, it's, yeah, it was a little, a little rough. Um, but I think the craft is good. I think the premise is interesting. Um, there's a lot of boobs in it, you know, if you're into that, you know, I thought that was going to be what you were going to talk about, you know, but. No, what the hell? Did I get up on this podcast to talk about that? Listen, they were nice, but the point of the book, it was just incidental. It was just, I mean, that's not the point. I can't, uh, I can't look at Twitch chat this, this today. I'm, 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 I'm minimizing it. <laughs> but see, there's something you said. You said, you know, weaponize the internet in a way that you know we can't right now sure and i actually think that tinian is digging a little deeper and acknowledging the ways in which we actually do weaponize the internet right now because sure. the difference between the internet that you and i grew up on and the internet that we're seeing in this book world tree is, and, and 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 more to the point the internet that exists now is constantly used to indoctrinate people into a particular ideology. Now, of course, this book is directly referencing 4chan and stuff like that, but we yeah. know that right now, today, young men are under siege. They're under siege by deliberate attempts to radicalize them to a particular cause that is contributing to mass murders in this country today. So this book is about that. This book is absolutely sure. about yeah. that. And I want books that are going to hold the reality of the world to our faces, a little bit repackaged, and say, take a look at what we have here. I don't want to look away. And I love that James Tinian won't let me. Fair, yeah. I think Tin Tinian is great on premise. Um, sometimes execution is a little you know like you know you've watched us talk about nice house and i mean you know, we reviewed every issue yeah. of that i believe um kind of fell apart you know towards the end i think for me i think for most of us um but i premise this guy has wild ideas that i'm always interested in seeing yeah you remember uh mimetic was uh isn't that your your brother's twitch no, that's the the medic. Oh, got it, got it. Um, it was that oh, book uh, the about medic the, sloth. With the sloth. Yeah, yeah, the sloth yeah. hypnotizes people. Early Tinian, um, I think before he really, you know, blew up. Yeah. Um, this felt like that because it's it's a uh, you know it's exactly what you just described. It's Tinian making this bigger point about 
society as it as it is and how it interacts with technology and um and the damage all that causes uh but it's it's repackaged in this weird um almost i i don't want to say this word because it's uh, uh it, it will be offensive and i apologize uh this psychotic way um you know it's just like it, it, it's weird you know it's a weird it's like a step beyond black mirror Um, we can't hear you, Tyler. I was gonna say I was gonna applaud your ability to sit still, Sean. Because the amount of times I thought you were frozen today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> impressive! Why? Thank you. I thought this was impressive. I thought that the Fernando Blanco art was impressive. Um, this really felt like a book to me where the creative teams in synergy, which mm -hmm. I think you see more outside of the big two because a lot of big two creative teams are forged by editors, not by ideas and mm -hmm. not by, you know, relationships. Um, and so I really felt that here. It felt like Fernando Blanco was locked in to what Tinian wanted to achieve. Some of the effects used whenever a person was being shown the undernet were, were reminiscent to me of nice house. Yeah. Um, yeah. With uh, Walter, That's, right? Yeah, with Walter. Sorry, Gunther. No, no, it is Walter. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate when you tell jokes from me. Yeah, um, for you. yeah. And that's, I guess that's just something Tinian has in his arsenal now. My only concern about this book is did Tinian and Co. learn the lessons from Nice House? It seems like we have a smaller cast, yeah. but there is going to be a, a an ensemble element eventually this yeah. first issue introduces us to some of the players but down the road we're going to see more so did they learn the lessons of how to present that in a way that's not sort of like mystery boxy and not confusing it doesn't leave you lost i got lost oh already right. yeah i had to like go back and figure out who who was who for a second and you know get my bearings with like what the chapters were, you know, the, uh, 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 fear, you know, the woman and then Ellison and then the name of the other guy. I can't remember. It was, um, Ellison and, uh, the white haired guy. Gibson. Oh, Gibson. that was Gabriel. Okay. See, it was Ellison. Gibson was the uh, teenager. The yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Um, I'll stick around for it either way. Yeah. I'll just be lost. I think I'm just getting to that age. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm at that age. What age Where is that? It's hard for me to keep track. <laughs> Your brain is just breaking this entire episode, Kale. <laughs> That's what it is, man. I got a lot going on. Oh, man. Uh, this is a, my pull of the week. I think this was a fantastic read. Yeah. And I think that if horror is still where you're at, which clearly the industry is still in horror, um, 
and I'm in horror of the industry, but that's another story. If you're still if you're still there, then this is an easy an easy buy. It's a great creative team. And if Tinian knows anything, it's horror. So yeah, pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with it. Uh uh Sean, will you talk about something is killing the children for a second? Yeah. Uh something that's killing the children is another also really great book. Um it's Another horror book, I think I'll describe volume one because I don't want to like spoil anything, but it's essentially about a town in which these children have been dying. One of them is accused of being the perpetrator, but we learn quickly that uh, there's something more sinister afoot and someone or something is intent on killing the children. It's a really great horror book with awesome art, and I think anyone would enjoy it if they like horror. Another book about killing children Sean's into. All right, cool. Was that a yeah. fucking bait? It wasn't. I swear it wasn't. <laughs> I swear it wasn't. Someone in the chat asked if we would recommend it, and I know you really like it. I swear it wasn't. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's that's my take, Tyler. Buzz off. I don't think anyone's ever told me to buzz off before. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> All right. I'll go to my segment while you laugh. Pals polls next week. Yeah. We're pulling books next week. Sean, you want to talk about Storm Inside This Tree and Immortal X-Men number 11? Yes. Uh, so Sinister or Sins of Sinister is over. Dominion left us in an interesting place. I'm excited to get back to the Krakoan basics and see what these characters are going to do next. Um, and we can pr- pr- uh, proceed as if we were never interrupted. I can't wait. Here's hoping. Uh, you also want to check out Peacemaker Tries Hard. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Stark's a great guy. I interviewed him. I had a lot of fun speaking with him, and uh, he's on a roll right now. Steve Pugh is a tremendous yeah. artist, and Jordi Belair, we just talked about a Jordi book, uh, Tremendous Colors, as always. I think Kyle Starks is a name to look for. So if you like Peacemaker, the the uh, TV show, and you want more of that kind of style, I think Kyle Starks is the perfect writer to deliver that. Yeah, I have his, uh, his text castle from years ago. Yeah. Oh, Nice. Steve Pugh, too? I feel yeah, like that's a name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kale. TMNT, what? Usaki Ojimbo, where, when, number two. Oh, yeah. Uh, number one was really fun. Um, great Usagi book. Okay, Turtles book. I'm here for the now where we finally get to see them uh, do stuff together and get into the story. Let's go. Stan Sakai all the way around. And then you and I wanted to check out Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Jesus Christ. On Shazam number one. That's yeah, a baby. Team. It's, uh, if you're not reading, reading World's Finest right now, you're missing out. It is a fantastic book. Uh, and this is the same team that does that uh, doing friggin Shazam. So I don't I can't picture a better team to be on a Shazam book. I yeah, for me the prospect of Shazam, I don't know. This is just my projection on it. It might not be that, but um, Shazam is a character absolutely steeped in comic book history. Yeah. Um, and Mark Wade is the person to tackle that. So I am very excited to. Uh, get on a Mark Wages and book. Same. Uh, and then I wanted to check out Sons of X, number one. Uh, X-Men Before the Fall, Sons of X, number one. Sorry. Get it right. Uh, 
It has Nimrod on the cover, so that should be neat. That's all I got for it. <laughs> I like Nimrod. I'm a fan. So, You pulled a Spurrier book? Out of all of us, I'm the one who is the most into Spurrier. Out of, out of I all don't four. think that's true. Marco is. Yeah, Marco loves High Spurrier. His X-Men stuff, though? Yeah. He was, he was all in on Way of X. Oh, I thought I was the only one on that. I always forget when Marco's on Pals Pulse. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm pulling. Awesome. That's what we're pulling. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to influence next week's episode, you can do that by heading to Twitter tomorrow. Sorry. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> Friday. And uh, voting. And the the poll will be up until Wednesday. So you've got that window. Use it. Vote for the book that you think we should be reviewing next week here on the show. Whichever wins, we will put into the show. This week was another winner. We loved Unstoppable Doom Patrol number two. That's what you guys voted for. So thank you a lot for that. If you want to nominate a book for the book for the uh, the poll, you can do that by getting us a message anywhere. Preference, of course, goes to Discord members. So yeah. um, if you want to send a message there with a book that you want us to add to the poll, we are glad to do that. Check us out on Patreon.com slash pals where you can support us and get a lot of bang for your buck, like a ton of bang, like a lot, a lot, a lot of bang. Marco is personally promising a lot of bang. And if you're lucky, Tyler will give you some more bang. Uh, You don't have to be lucky. I'm I'm not, I'm not, beggars can't be choosers. All right. Fair enough. Um, Don't expect anything from Kayla either. No way. Uh, you can expect a shout out on the main show. You can expect to be able to vote in the book club. You get behind the scenes looks at what we're up to. All kinds of jazz like that over on our Patreon page. If you want to join us live for this very show, you can do that every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Saturdays at 10.15 a.m. Eastern, where we hope to see you this Saturday. So thank you so much for joining us. Till then, take care, guys. See you next week.